0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Coach's Corner. I'm Jake Lancer with Spencer Barber for HW Media, and today we're joined by boys varsity soccer head coach Michael E. Rush. The Wolverines are in control of first place in the Mission League after completing a season sweep of rival Notre Dame. Coach, thank you so much for taking the time. How was the game last night?
1: The game was uh, a tale of two halves. Yeah. Um, interesting first half, um, second half, not a really adjustments, just had a good conversation at halftime and and let the boys be and went out there and enjoy the second half
0: ran into you at alfred's uh, coffee shop before the game i asked you what is the key to winning you said sticking to the plan and pushing the pace little would you say that the guys followed through
1: on that look it's a good group of kids um i really enjoy this year because one their expectations are high for them and us uh but uh they it was hard for them to execute it because of the success of the group right now and going into the second round of our league um is challenging so I knew uh we had to stay calm in the first half and then you know have a discussion at halftime and then the second half was just kind of free-flowing it just took a few minutes to get us going and and we were rolling coach moving into the second half of the season as the one seed is
2: very impressive but a few years ago, the team was in a similar position and ended up finishing the season fourth in Mission League. What steps are you taking to make sure history doesn't repeat
1: itself? Yeah, I mean, you asked me that question and you answered it. Uh, that's exactly what I brought up into the pre uh, talk. Uh, we talked about it for a few days. That experience, hopefully, uh, from a few years ago to start finish first and then uh, finish fourth in the second round, um, but again, for, for us, it's same thing. I'm going to say it's one game at a time. No matter where we're at, first, second, third, fourth, uh, you can't overlook it. And again, if, if the boys are thinking championships now, we're not going to win a championship. It's just going to be go out and win, beat Sierra Canyon tomorrow. Um, and then whoever is next. Personally, I don't even know who's on the schedule after tomorrow um, because that's my outlook is – I need to make sure that we're taking going one game at a time because if I mention someone next week, then they're gonna overlook the opponent. So for me, it's literally just one game at a time. But it's it's a great question. Um we've had we went through it and uh the goal is not to go through it again. Yeah.
2: Thank you.
0: Injuries have played a real big role in this season, as it does for any team, but it feels like it's played an even bigger effects so far, and we're starting to see some guys come back. Obviously, Micah's working through his injury and has more and more minutes every week. Nate Casimasima should be back Friday. I think that's what he told me. How how close to full strength are the guys right now?
1: Close. Um, We don't know how long AJ's going to be, weeks or days or months, so we don't know that. Uh, Hopefully, Nathan can get some minutes tomorrow. Uh, And, uh, you know, the guys know it's next man up from hard knocks Uh, i got it from uh the show and if there's an injury the next man up is ready to play no matter if you're player one no matter if you're player 21 on our team uh when we rotate or sub uh we get quite a bit of players to play uh because they deserve it you know when when we're up in a big game or when we're up by a lot uh, i truly believe the culture of the group is everyone gets an opportunity and even when it's close guys get an opportunity and it, it only takes one play like Tyler Parks' play last night. I want to follow up
0: on that next man up philosophy. Jack Letterman, I mean, he's a junior now. He was on JV last year. He's playing really big minutes for this team, and I feel like watching him up in the booth, he gets better every time I see him play. How have you seen him develop throughout the past couple of weeks?
1: The one word I would use with Jack is confidence. I mean, we've played him in so many different positions. Um, he's finally comfortable at center back, outside back, um, at times, we do need him because we're pretty thin at outside midfielder, a guy that doesn't complain, that comes in and, and puts a shift in and does a really good job. But again, his confidence is really high. And as as a coach, you want to make sure all your players have uh, really high confidence.
2: Coach, in the loss of starting keeper Will Sherwood, who was an integral part of winning Mission League last season, how has freshman Jackson Friedman stepped up into this starting
1: position? He's gone through a lot of growing pains. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, uh, the two freshmen Jackson and Miles uh, have a lot to, to learn and grow. But again, I th- pretty sure no one in the Mission League will, would start and play two freshmen uh, every single game. So for us, it's a it's a big advantage for their experience further down the road. But again, uh, I'm expecting big things. I think Jackson's a great player for us. I think Miles is going to be a great player, for, is a great player for us, and the future is bright for those. I'm very fortunate to have those two freshmen be a big part of it, of our success this year and the future. Uh, but Jack, but Jackson is is going to improve. Um, you know, his I'm trying to get the most out of his personality. Um, that's the hard part. Uh, I see his personality personality off the field. I want to challenge him to have some personali- personality on the field. But again, he's done very well.
0: Over winter break, team goes uh, down to Anaheim for three games. It was a rough week for the team, looking at record-wise, going one and two. It was, against some of the best teams in the nation. But I I think that the team learned a lot uh, in those two losses, and they both came down to the wire. What would you say was the biggest takeaway from that week over winter break?
1: The plan was to go into those three games like it was CIF games, no matter Open Division, Division one, whatever it is, is just basically experience. It's unfortunate we we went one and two. Um, speaking to many college coaches, they were very impressed with our group. Um, they said we were one of the top two, three teams. There was there's a reason why I signed us up for that uh, showcase. Um, but overall, the nerves of game one, playing the number two team in the country, then playing the top team from Northern California and beating them from, come from uh, losing one, nothing to 2-1. Then Servite, obviously, at the end of the game, last play. So it's unfortunate, but for me, it was... I don't want to win a a winter showcase. Uh, I want to win league, and I want to win CIF. So, again, for us, it was just go challenge yourself and see what you can do against the top teams in the country.
2: Coach, congrats on the big win last Friday in the rivalry game against Loyola. Towards the end of the game, Loyola was looking very strong offensively. What do you think gave the team the edge to hold them off and secure the win?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've heard a couple coaches, you know, you just said big game for us. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Loyola. It doesn't matter if it's Sierra Canyon. Uh, I don't like to use big. It's just another opportunity. So, again, for an opportunity against Loyola to get three points at home, um, we changed, you know, when we went up 2-1, we did a couple of tactical adjustments. So, again, we knew we were going to be defending, but we were going to be used to it. And then, obviously, that one incredible save by Jackson at the end helped us preserve the win, which we're going to be working on with that formation to closing out games when and if needed as well.
0: Said it on the broadcast, felt almost that when Loyola scored and it was 1-0, it almost was needed for the team that they played a little bit differently, that it lit a fire under them. Would you say that you saw any difference in your guys but uh, from the start of the game to that moment?
1: Yeah, this is the first team I'm coaching here at Harvard-Westlake in the last three, four years that when they go down, there's another spark to them, um, which is quite interesting. I'm not going to use the phrase, oh, play like you're down, but they know what it takes, um, and we've had that, you know, not many times. But to see the, kind of the fire when we get scored on, I think they believe and they trust in themselves of, of greater success. So, again, for us, it's, it's the world's not over when we get scored on um, because we know we have some attacking players that can help us.
0: At the end of the game, the, the whistle goes off and sort of the guys from the bench rush onto the field, and, you know, you're out there and you're saying, you know, go back, go back. Obviously... You know, we just talked before uh, the interview started about how you know you coach at the college level also, and you're trying to build young men that are that can play at the next level. And part of that's maturity, and then you're also trying to balance the fact that they are high schoolers and they're going to have emotion, and it's a big Friday night game and it's a packed house. How do you, as a coach, try and sort of balance and juggle those two things as a mentor for the kids?
1: Yeah, I mean, you always don't want to celebrate a big win like it's a championship. You know, I was more frustrated because I told them when and if we win that game, be kind, be professional. You haven't won or accomplished anything. So to see them celebrate in the way it was, yeah, PK save and a great save at then, I get it. But that was a learning moment for them down the road, like, you know, when and hopefully we win something big... They, then they can react that way. But I just want to keep them hungry to make sure that it's just a win and the opponent happened to be Layola. But, again, I want these guys to not just be satisfied of a win against Layola, but I want them to win bigger things.
2: Coach, next year the team will have to compensate for the loss of four starting seniors. What skills should younger players develop during the offseason in order to get moved up and game playing time on varsity?
1: Stay committed to the program and do what's asked um you know we're not your typical high school uh program again uh we do off-season workouts we do summer workouts we do preseason workouts so it's a big commitment um you know if they're on board and they want to be part of this special culture then they have to do what's asked um you know kind of the the phrase that i use with my college team is the train keeps going either you're on or you're off and if you want to get off no problem there's gonna be other people that want to get on so with the younger guys If you want to get on, know what it takes because these group of seniors have done something really, really remarkable. If I was to look at, you know, way back, like 10, 15 years uh, to Harvard-Westlake boys soccer, I don't know if there was a three-year program that had a record of what they accomplished in the last three years combined. So if you look at, you know, let's just say 12, 13, 14 uh, years ago, that group of seniors, did they win and accomplish as much as this group did? So, again, I don't know the records, but I would challenge anyone to make sure to see that and see the accomplishments of this senior group. Yeah. And, Coach,
2: this season, who's emerged as a role model or leader for the rest of the team?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think the the Casimasimas twins have, have grown so much since day one. Um, obviously, our captain, JT, Um, you know, we have a lot of different leaders in a lot of different ways, you know, race, uh, provides different leadership qualities than Josh does. So again, every single player, uh, Theo's qualities are different than Micah's qualities. So again, our junior class is talented. Um, but it's a challenge for me to make sure that they know what it is to be successful because, um, they're, the junior class is interesting. I really enjoy them. Um, they're a challenging group. But uh, I'm going to continue challenging them because, again, that's what I enjoy doing uh, on a daily basis.
0: A couple weeks back, you tied St. Francis. Guys weren't very happy with their performance in that one. They felt that they had chances to win that game that they weren't able to execute on. Game plan-wise, is there anything you're going to try and do differently uh, next time around when you get a chance to, uh, like, redemption?
1: Absolutely not. Okay. Um, They had two chances, two goals. Um, There's nothing we're going to change.
0: All right. Lastly, what in your eyes, being in the Mission League for a couple of years now, this season specifically, what do you think the key is going to be to winning the league?
1: Stay focused, stay dialed in one game at a time. You know, we talk about one play at a time, one half at a time. So we haven't accomplished anything. You know, we didn't win the showcase in the in the winter. Um, we have goals that we want to accomplish. But again, for, for us, it's like being calm and not putting pressure on ourselves, uh, from the program head down all the way to the, you know, varsity JV. I just want to make sure that these guys understand what it takes. Um, but again, I think the confidence needs to be high. They've got to be dialed in and committed because yes, we can, we can say we're good enough. I think we're good enough, but I think it doesn't mean that we are going to win. So, uh, with this group of seniors in this group, um, Yeah, the finish line's close, but we're not going to be looking up to the finish line because we still have, you know, every little mark here. We have Sierra Canyon and whoever we have afterwards.
2: Thanks, Coach, for joining us here today. I'm Spencer Barber, along with Jake Lancer for HW Media. We'll see you next time. Go Wolverines.